Happy Sunday, my lovely congregation, and welcome back to Pussy Church. I'm Lara, an erotica writer and the creator of Tales of Lara, which you can find at talesoflara.com and at Tales of Lara on Instagram. And today we are back with different sex dreams and what they actually mean, plus a new book about the art of female pleasure. Every week on the show, we'll sing the gospel, which is all about sex news. We'll worship an erotic artist, and we'll hear some confessions, really questions, and sex stories from you guys. Also, if you like the show, please do us a huge favor and go to iTunes to leave a review. I'd so appreciate it. All right now, let's dive in. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pussy Church. Welcome. Thank you for joining us on another <laughs> beautiful Sunday. Another beautiful Sunday at church. And I'm sitting in a fucking bathroom <laughs> covered <laughs> with Persian rugs. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to take you seriously this whole time because I can see like a rug hanging behind you and bathroom tile. It's really entertaining. It's literally insane. I got like my grandma's like Persian rugs and I was like, I'm just going to put them all into in like in this little room so it's quiet enough but it just looks bizarre but this is what i do to be able to be at pussy church today yeah well you gotta put in the work give the people what they want <laughs> oh and it's kind of epic because all the the persian rugs you know have like really nice patterns and it looks like old schooly you know but you're like I'm sitting trying. on the floor in the bathroom <laughs> I am, I am. Sexy. I, I, wow. Good way so to get in the mood. I, yeah, I could take a shower and then think about shower sex and like <laughs> <laughs> different ways to do it there. Like, <laughs> Oh, boy. Know. Oh, man. Before we forget, blessed be the pussy. He is risen. May she open to your touch. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wish. I haven't had sex in a week. I'm like... Yeah, what's I'm what's ready. going what's going on with you? You're you're out of the US right now. Um I'm out of the US. I am in Europe and well, there's a couple of people here that I've dated that I don't want to run into. Right, yeah, cuz I was asking if you have anyone that you want to like hook up with out there and you're like, "No, actually there's people that I'm trying I don't to avoid." Hook up with. Yeah, what's yeah, what's yeah, the deal with that? There's a couple um, there's a couple of people in other cities that I'm probably going to meet up with. But um, there's a couple men that I don't want to run into because not we had a bad falling. Actually, with one of them, he's like one of the only people in my life where it didn't end like really admirable. Oh, really? Um, So and it's fine. We've talked afterwards and like, I'm OK, but it's just he still thinks he can hit on me and like he still thinks that we should like sleep together sometime i'm like oh jeez, it's like so bizarre i'm like you're like kind of crazy but uh so i don't really want to run into him <laughs> <laughs> one of these isn't the dog guy is, is he? one the other one is the dog guy yeah. oh boy <laughs> and i don't have anything like against him at all but i just i don't know <laughs> not not your thing <laughs> i just like i feel like it's too complicated. <laughs> and I really don't have that very often. I feel like normally it's very admirable. And like even with that guy, it's actually totally fine. But still, I'm, I'd am i rather not run into right. him. Does that make sense? Do, like, you, it's just... do you feel like you've been so Americanized after living in the U.S. for so long that you are, aren't connecting as well with European guys? Or is that even a thing? Oh, that's a funny thought well huh i don't know actually yeah well, i mean that's like psychoanalysis yeah. like we don't need to go that no, deep but like that's just it. interesting like to think about. <laughs> do i not like the dog because i live too long in well America. i mean uh, i don't know if that's a <laughs> european thing necessarily he's special i don't think so, don't think so either. he's special no but i always thought like i'm a i'm a weird mix anyways Right. Um, because I was a teenager when I, I moved to the U.S. So I'm not really neither here or there. I think even when I date in America, people consider me a bit of like a stranger, you know, or like foreign. Right. Yeah. They consider me foreign. Yeah. Right. I guess so that's tough because then you don't fully. I mean, not that you don't fit in here, but you're you're an odd one out in Europe and you're an odd one out in. Totally. In the US. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's there's a. um Oh, 
there's a guy we've talked about him before but now i don't want to combine the two information so people can i don't know whatever <laughs> uh, <laughs> but actually there's a, a guy that um, i dated for a little bit he also he's french and right. he lives um in america and we oh, had like yeah. that was kind of cool because we had like the same setup you know at, like culturally totally yeah, yeah 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 um because it is interesting it's like that kind of being back and forth but also dating you know there's another guy um who i actually had a dream about last night and we're gonna talk about that in a little bit I but can't um, wait it's so fun but um it's so funny because he lives in germany and I was also like, should we, should I like go there and like hang out with him or should I not? I'm kind of like, all this is, this is just going to be a teaser. And then you'll find out over the next few weeks, guys, if I actually, who I hooked up with, who I ran into. (laughs) (laughs) The world's my oyster. (laughs) Laura's exciting European vacation, treasure hunt. (laughs) It's a treasure hunt, really, because uh, I'm like, where are the treasures? My little diamonds in the rough. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, have you ever had that when you, like, um, broke it up for someone and it's not bad, but at the same time, you're like, I don't really want to run into them again? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, well, more so because, like, it would hurt to see them, not mm. because I'm, like, avoiding. It's like, I don't want to see you for a while because I need to get over you, which isn't the case yeah. with my current situation, obviously. We're going to talk like... about that now. <laughs> What's the update on the love relationship? <laughs> oh my god, whatever this re- this mess of relationship. Uh yeah, I mean, not a ton, but um we rented a cabin up in the mountains with some friends just cuz we adventure vacation. I know, like I just need to get out of the city as much as possible. Uh but yeah, some friends came up and again we slept in the same bed and mm-hmm. had sex multiple times and we're like nice. cuddling on a boat like it, it when we're traveling it it seems like we're back in a relationship and everything is perfectly fine but then when we're back in LA we see each other less don't sleep in the same bed it's just don't a really have sex right exactly we huh. haven't had sex in LA yeah it's a weird since so it's kind of like yeah so you kind of like when you're there it's like an timeout or something right there you can do whatever like a dream or something but then back in la the rules are in place Mm -hmm. again even though we still see each other every day it's it's confusing and so confusing and like i said like i'm not (laughs) i'm just like confusing During I mean, this, you're a trooper. You're a yeah. trooper. I don't know if I could t- take it that long, to be completely honest. But I mean, if you really love someone, obviously, you take a lot in order to see if you could still work out, you know? Right. And and it's not driving me too crazy. Like I said, I'm enjoying his company right now. And especially right now when options are limited, like I'm not going to be going on dates. It's less likely that I'll be going on dates with strangers during coronavirus time. Yeah. Well, especially in the US. Yeah. In, right. in Europe, it's so different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not so much I'm here. Af- I'm like afraid that I'm running into people outside, you know? Right. <laughs> you don't have to be afraid in LA. <laughs> no, exactly. There isn't anyone outside. But um, yeah, it's still a weird situation. Who knows what yeah. uh, I'm kind of just going through with no expectations enjoying the company but if i get to a point where i'm feeling really affected and down in the dumps about it then i'll do something about it right now it's just like okay this is what it is and it's fine but so you guys are even hooking up in front of your friends not in front of them well because you said you're on a boat cuddling and stuff like i'm not saying sex but like making oh, out yeah I'm, i mean no like you're yeah. a dirty mind <laughs> leaving me you said hooking up in front of our friends sorry i mean like making out no we weren't like make it we're just like in the front of a boat lying on the seat like cuddling on the seat together as the boat was moving we weren't like kissing in front of everyone okay. but still like in front of our group of friends they're confused too because they're like oh what? i thought imagine. thought you guys were broken up but they're just kind of like oh whatever those two silly people i mean what are, what are your friends saying about that is anybody talking to you about it or, or are they just like letting it be what it is i mean they're just like this is comical <laughs> like, this is comical like what That's is going hilarious. on um, well because it seems so odd for me on my end because i don't really understand what has deal is yeah that's the thing like i don't 
I don't know yeah. what it is. And I'm I'm scared to part of me is scared to address that because if I say like, hey, this is confusing, what's going on? I just don't want him to then retaliate and say like, okay, if this is too confusing for you, then let's not hang out at all. Like I'm it's just true, but so are you just waiting for him to like because whatever he's thinking I mean, maybe it'll change, but are you waiting for him to change his mind or something? Pro like, in the back of my head, there's probably a little bit of that. Just assuming, like, okay, yeah. he's going to realize, like, this is really silly and we need to either be together or not. But yeah, I'll yeah. like I said, I'll cross that bridge when, when it's affecting me negatively right now. It's just like, okay, cool. I see you when I see you. It's fun when we do hang out. But I'm not, I'm not putting too much like uh pressure on it i guess okay yeah yeah do that like i <laughs> i say every week i'm like take care of yourself yeah i know <laughs> just make sure that you're amen. in a good place yeah even yeah <laughs> i feel you And now we're going to go to the gospel. Ooh, the gospel. The gospel. And really, the gospel is sex news. And this is some personal news and some personal research I've done. So, which actually that could have been my what's what's new. But for the past week, I've had the craziest dreams. And I know this is, <laughs> bear with me, people. I literally dreamt about a different ex every night. It was Crazy. so loony and like I could remember it, right? So I would wake up and I was like, tonight it was this guy? I'm like, some dreams were sexual, a couple dreams were not. Right. Um, but every every dream was about me and that ex, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, why Why am I dreaming about my ex, right? And I was just kind of curious about it. So um, I got connected to a therapist actually I mean, not like my personal therapist, but a therapist because I wanted to ask her about sex dreams in general. Right. Interesting. So we had this long talk. And so I'm here to report my findings, people, <laughs> because I think it's so fascinating to have dreams like sexual dreams. Right. I, I've had sexual dreams about friends. Yeah. yeah. A lot of friends. Actually, just a few weeks ago, I had a dream about a friend and I woke up and I was like, man, I haven't seen that guy in like a year like Weird. how did this happen you know right. like how, how does your subconscious pull that out yeah, yeah. and like uh it was just like a fascinating thing so i asked her about different sexual dream scenarios mm -hmm. clearly um to analyze a dream is a very personal experience because it always right. depends on your setup right and also it's a pretty vague thing sometimes too because we don't know what your subconscious is actually trying to do yeah, exactly. It can yeah. be very confused. Like it can be very obvious or it could be like some kind of underlying message that you don't. Yeah. Really see. Yeah. And sometimes, well, and sometimes your brain is literally just dumping shit. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. It doesn't always things. have to. Yeah. Doesn't exactly. Always have to and cleaning something. it out. But um, that was really interesting because obviously we've talked about that dreams can also um, actually result in an actual orgasm. Yeah. In both men and women. So you can have some wet dreams. And there's also some therapy stuff about lucid dreaming. Where people kind of sexual... Like, you know, practice lucid dreaming with sexual right. dreams. In Whoa. order to... Yeah, this is super interesting. In order to, like, reshape, um, like, an unhealthy relationship pattern, for example. Wow. Or heal past trauma. Or interesting. Kind of like guide the dream into the erotic experience that you would like to have right oh cool interesting so you kind of rewire yourself during the lucid dreaming right um, and then what i also found really interesting and we're gonna dive into that in one second but like sexual dreams are not always about sex um they actually mean a lot of different things like sex is often like a metaphor for just intimacy or for right. desire, not necessarily sexual desire, but like desire to to have like what, whoever you're having sex with symbolizes something for you. Right. Right. And often it's just a desire to want that trade or to be more like that person or interesting or to be closer in your friendship instead of fucking your friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is always a different kind of <laughs> scenario. You're like, oh, do I like him? Like, I didn't think I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a little confusing. <laughs> like, wait, I have never thought about having sex with that person ever. I know. And it means sometimes it could mean that you actually don't want to have sex with that person at all. Right. See? Right. So that it just has like a different metaphorical uh, meaning. Right. Um, so clearly we can't like do it personally for each and every one of our listeners. But when we talk about it, everyone can kind of connect their own dots for mm-hmm. for their sex dreams. If you have them, people, if you don't have them, <laughs> maybe lucky you because I don't know. <laughs> Depending on the dream. I mean, I had like wild dreams and then I had kind of like weird dreams. I think a lot of my sex dreams actually stopped before intercourse. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's true. I, just this past week, actually, I I had I had a dream that I was giving an ex 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 boyfriend who, you know, a blowjob. And then I. I've, oh my and then i and then i woke up and i fell back asleep and then right afterwards i was giving it was a dream about me giving just my ex a blowjob oh my god like two it's different so boyfriends funny. sequentially like giving blowjob it was ve- it was very odd <laughs> that is so funny you're just like all your exes you're just blowing them in yeah, a row just, yeah exactly <laughs> party <laughs> that would be so funny oh my it is, it's just so odd you know yeah, I, I think also the idea of like this thing if you're not really attracted in real life quote unquote right yeah to then be like oh I had a really hot sex dream. I mean, I I didn't tell my friend. You know, like I think right. we talked about it in a podcast before where I had a dream about an, a, a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just can't tell him. It's just gonna make our right because then, then he's so gonna weird. think like, oh, are you into? Yeah, that yeah, that's true. Like, I wouldn't want to tell just a friend who's a friend about that. No, because I have a friend who continuously has sex dreams about me. <laughs> And he tells me what <laughs> he's always like, I come over and he's like, oh, my God, it happened again. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I had another dream about you. And I'm like, OK, it's getting a lot. It's like a lot of dreams. Like, And does that make you feel like, oh, he's <laughs> actually into me? No, he's I mean, he's he's like a wild person. OK, you know, he's a little crazy. I'm a little crazy. It's more just like a joke between the two of us. And I think okay. if we weren't so close, I think it'd be really weird. But he's does it with humor so but i mean still the fact that he probably would want to sleep with me i know that fact already so it's not yeah (laughs) it's not like a big secret not too surprising okay (laughs) (laughs) but um we made actually we made a really like conscious decision this is actually a funny story um we we met each other and we just became really good friends and we were really close friends but we would Mm -hmm. never work as a couple so right and we were kind of attracted to each other, too, at some point. And I think it was this kind of thing where I was like, hey, I don't want to like ruin our relationship, you know, right. our friendship. Because it happened to me before where I slept with a friend and really didn't work out. Oh, yeah. That's scary. Yeah. And then we were at this bar and we met some friends of ours. And they proposed a foursome, actually. Uh, like later. Yeah. And I was like, uh, and in that moment, I was like, you know what? I can't do that. If we have a foursome right now, this is not going to be good for our friendship. This is just like the kind of friendship where I know it couldn't survive it. You know what I mean? There's there's some friendship that can survive a foursome. Right. But that one just didn't seem like it could. <laughs> you know, does that make sense? Yeah. I've I've had an experience. How many people were there? One, two, three, four, six. <laughs> the orgy is it the orgy well yeah there were six of us it just kind of all messing around all of them were it was it was it just i think because it wasn't a planned thing and it was just a spontaneous like okay that just happened and i kind of exited before things got really crazy but um i still see all those people and everything's fine but I, i i could totally see if it's like this planned awkward thing that could it, be it just depends weird. on the person because i've had sex with friends and like all it was all good i just know that i think with him if i'd cross that line it would not be the same 
Right. You can feel that with people, right? Oh, like what, for sure. What, what that means to them and to you and in your relationship to each other. And that was, yeah. But we talked about it on the cab ride home and we're like chatting in the back. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. We can't have a foursome. And the cab driver literally got out chips and started eating. I was like, this is incredible. This is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, this is the best story I've ever heard. I'm like, okay. (laughs) That's uh, incredible. (laughs) Oh, we kind of like drifted away from our dream state though. But um, so let's talk a little bit about the different sex dream scenarios. Like sex dreams that a lot of people have, right? Okay. Um, So the first is sex with an ex because I was fucking curious and I needed to know. Right. Um, I mean, they're all pretty different. So um, different dreams that I had. So what's interesting about that um that there's different ways to interpret this right so i think sometimes when you dream about an ex you're like what am i still in love with that person like why is it coming back to me does it mean i should call them or blah 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 right um but that's not necessarily the fact yeah yeah i doubt it actually is in most cases but um often it's because there was something that reminded you of them you know within your life um, okay, I can see that. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it happens. <laughs> um, but in general, a dream of an ex is either a compensation dream, um, meaning there's a quality you miss within that person, right? Maybe it mm. was like the incredible sex or the deep emotional connection right. or the safety you felt with them, right? Or being desired, the passion. Yeah. Whenever that specific person symbolizes that for you. So you want that again, Right. Not necessarily from that person, but that person symbolizes it. So it's more like you can take it as this is something I would like to have in my life again. Right. Not the fair person. enough. It doesn't have to be that person. Just some quality. Yeah. Some state you felt with them. Exactly. Exactly. And the other part of it could be that you're letting go and processing an old relationship. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you can kind of like, it could be, it doesn't even have to be just one dream. It could be several dreams about just processing through that relationship. Right. And then also, I think there was one more thing because about a dream that I had um, that we talked about. And it was more about a relationship dynamic because that was kind of like a... It was a sexual dream, but it was not not with within a good relationship. It was like a bad relationship I had, and I had a okay. dream about that man. Got it. Of us again being in a sexual relationship, and that was and it was a positive dream. It wasn't really. It was like okay. within the dream, I constantly felt like I don't. I this is not good for me. I shouldn't be doing oh, this. Okay. I shouldn't be doing this. Right. It was like a constant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dream. Um, And she said that that could also be, you know, you processing a relationship relationship dynamic of yours. Right. Right. If you have like that kind of dynamic that you don't want to happen again or um, that you're letting go of. Right. And just bringing it to the surface to clear it out. Yeah. Which is so interesting because sometimes you can't remember a dream. Isn't that so bizarre? I mean, Whoa, totally. Yeah, it's interesting when you can remember a dream for like a week and then you, you think you have this really vivid dream and you wake up and you have no idea what you can't yeah. remember. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. you we dream every night, right? And you can't remember every night. Right, exactly. So, But um, it's interesting because vivid dreams apparently are always a message from your subconscious. Interesting. So whatever it means, but, you know, that's that's the difficult part. Right. When it gets really absurd, like the super absurd dreams, you're like, this makes no sense. Yeah, but like, okay. What the <laughs> <hell>? <laughs> um, but also, I thought it was kind of interesting. In general, dreams are like interpreted on a subjective level or an objective level. Okay. And the subjective level is that every person, place, and situation within the dream is part of yourself. So it means it reflects back a part of you. For example, huh. you're, if you if you meet like a difficult person, you know, it could reflect back your difficulties in doing something. Right. Okay. Interesting. Right? So it could be just different aspects of you ref- being reflected to you on the outside within your dream, if that makes sense. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I get and it. then objective would be if it's just really the other person and it's about them. Right. Got so it. So every dream has these every- two components. Everyone's like a reflection of yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
So the next one is sex with a friend. <laughs> oh boy. Have you had a sex dream with a friend? Um, I'm trying nothing that I can particularly remember that's vivid. I'm sure it's happened, but nothing that like comes to mind. Yeah. Right now. I had many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have many. <laughs> I had many. I was um the craziest like sex dreams I had were about one person that I actually ended up dating after funny enough oh, but really? I suddenly yeah we we at that point we had known each other for some years and um I got out of a relationship and I started having sex dreams about a friend of mine and I was like this is just it's funny you know I was like this is so weird why am I having sex dreams about this guy and then we actually ended up dating. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so somehow, you know, like my body was like telling me already that I was kind of into him because before that I wasn't really. So the dreams actually made me see him differently. Right. Huh. Suddenly it was like, oh, wait, am like, I attracted to him? Like how right. odd. Oh, like, this it gave could me make permission. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, it I was like kind of like a funny thing. I mean, I wonder if there was already, there probably was already some energy between us and I just like... You know, oh, I'm sure probably push it away because it was like, oh, we are friends, and then right. my dream, I was like, oh, oh, wait, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually was like, it's so funny, um, having sex with a friend the first time it happens because it can be like such a, either we're gonna go into a relationship next thing, right, right. or we just like wake up the next day and we're like. Well, that was fun. See you later. <laughs> yeah. But also if there is like this underlying current of attraction and like you guys both don't know how the other person feels, I think the first yeah. time you have sex could also be this huge release for both of you and you both just oh, go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like with that particular man, it was insane. It was just like, <laughs> like okay. holy shit, we've been wanting to have sex for a long time. It felt like that. I mean, right. I literally, I know that. He told me later that he wanted to have sex for a long time, but I was just like, oh, whatever, you know? Yeah. I didn't really, it just came, I just dreamt about it. <laughs> <laughs> My subconscious was like, I think you should maybe sleep with this man. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Possibly. Um, but so sex with a friend in your dreams. Again, that's like often something about your relationship with that person mm -hmm. that, you know, you you like or let's say you want to be more intimate with that person or something intimate about your friendship right and it's not necessarily sexual you right. can you know you can just really like somebody even if you are heterosexual and you have a homosexual dream or the other way around mm -hmm. right or if you if you have sex with somebody that you didn't think you would in real life it could just be that you just admire them or there's right. a quality in them that you you like yeah and in a dream it could just manifest as sex but it doesn't have that doesn't have to mean you're necessarily sexually attracted to them yeah and i thought it was interesting because she said something about picking the first three things that come to mind when you think of that person huh right should i kind yeah. of think about like the things that you like or that you just like think about and then see how they're reflected within you Right. Do you want to be more confident? And that person is a really confident person in their life. Or right. I thought it was kind of interesting totally. to to kind of see these things because it can feel so awkward. You know, <laughs> you're just like, eh. I mean, I even texted one of my friends who I dreamt about like three weeks ago. And I was just like, hey, I had a dream about you. It was really funny. I didn't say anything sexual. You know, I was like, stupid. yeah, but it was just like it made me think of him. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe I just should say hi again. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I tend if I have like a vivid dream about a certain person, I tend to like check like, hey, how's it going? At least a text or something just right. They it's need to be nice. reached out to. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, who knows? Maybe there's something. Yeah. That we just should talk about. Yeah. Exactly. Check in. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny. I think definitely in general, don't be afraid of the dreams you're having because we're going to go into a few more not so easy things to talk about okay all right okay <laughs> oh boy oh boy well the next one is sex with a family member yeah I, <gasps> i've had one of those <laughs> you told me once yeah it wasn't like full on set but it was just like a weird intimate thing with my dad 
things. Right? Yeah. Uh, just, There's actually several girls who've told me about this before. Yeah. 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 It's very strange. It's a pretty common dream, apparently. Um, parents, siblings, you know. <laughs> I don't know. But I thought it was really interesting that there's two ways to look at this. Or I'm sure there's a thousand ways yeah, to look at it. But again, two right? ways that we're going to talk about. But quickly, like a little bit about the subjective objective thing, right? The objective variation of the stream would just be like, maybe boundaries were crossed before in your life or... Right. You know, maybe there's incest in your family somewhere else and you kind of like, I'm cha- not channeling it, but mm-hmm. you know the dynamic and that's why you have these dreams. Yeah. But I think more often than not, it's actually more subjective of a dream, meaning it reflects something within yourself mm-hmm. or or a desire to be closer to your parent. Uh, um, yeah. You know, wanting to have more intimacy or em- emotional intimacy, really. Yeah, is- just like affection. And- exactly. Yeah. And love or whatever right. and to have that connection because this is something that we talked about too when I asked her all these questions about sex dreams. Um, she was saying that most people in general have a sexual relationship to everyone they meet, right? Hmm. That's not to be said to like you want to fuck everybody you meet, right? If you're not me, you know, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fuck everybody I meet, but um, but I thought it was kind of funny. She's like, you know, everybody somehow also has a sexual relationship to each other. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean you want to have sex with that person. Right. Even if you're repulsed by a person sexually or physically, that's a relationship. You know? Right. Interesting. Um, and it's, huh. it's subconsciously with um with every gender and everybody, you have somehow a dynamic on that right. on that le- you know level or playing field. Um, so with your parent, first of all, your parent is also your first um, relationship, relationship yeah. to either the other gender or the same gender, depending, you know. Right. Um, and therefore, it's just an example for what masculinity means to you or femininity means to you or totally in between. Totally. Yeah. So um, I thought it was interesting. So to take out like that fear, because I remember when one of my friends told me about it, she literally, I think we talked about it on the podcast and she listened to the podcast and then mm-hmm. she was like, oh my God, I haven't told anybody in my life. I had a dream <laughs> about my dad and made me feel so horrible. And I thought yeah, I'm but- sick and like insane and all these things. And they're so normal. Yeah, no, I, I I didn't think that way at all. It's just like, okay, that was weird. This doesn't mean <laughs> that that I want to do. Of course, like uh, I knew that there could be so many other underlying messages that I was trying yeah. to convey. But um, yeah, if you have a dream like that, don't think like, oh my god, I'm sick. What's wrong with me? Get these no. ideas out of my head. No, 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 no. That it that's not the case at all. No, totally. But I mean, it is scary because it's definitely not like incest is so taboo, right? I mean, yeah. Even if you can see that in porn, even in porn when nothing is really taboo, I feel like even they say step siblings. Yeah, exactly. No <laughs> one's saying like direct father or brother. Yeah, it's exactly. always like stepdaughter, stepbrother. They're just like trying to mask it somehow. You know what it's I mean? Hilarious. Because even even in porn, it's like too scandalous to fuck your own family but I, member. I have seen things where it's like mom and daughter with a guy, like weird oh, shit. Oh, like a threesome. Yeah, with Ooh. I think it said mom and daughter. And oh, okay, yeah. Anyway, it's just what? <laughs> no. <laughs> This is so far away from like anything you'd ever want to see, even just with the context of that fucking thing. But yeah, so sex with a parent, right? That's yeah. um an interesting one. The next one I asked. The next one I asked. Sex with a superior, a teacher, boss, or quote unquote an inferior, like dominant, submissive. You know, somebody like. Huh. Who works for you or right interesting maybe maybe your babysitter instead of like you know instead right. of you being the babysitter sleeping with you know the dad or the mom um so that i thought was pretty interesting because i didn't really give it that much credit i was like oh whatever it's just your boss you know whatever um but apparently it often is related to control issues. Yeah, that's what I would think immediately. Yeah, yeah exactly. So either being dominated or desiring like aggression. 
Um, so it can also be symbolic of your own control issues in your life, right? Right. Um, and then it c- could be good to think about your own work, your relationship, and how you feel in your life and your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It could also be like being powerless in a situation. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's the next thing I was talking about. Yeah. Okay. The power, the power dynamics within yourself, right? Or um, giving up control. Right. Or want somebody to take you. Like often that means that you don't feel like you have enough power in your life. Right. It could also be that there's things that you, again, admire about that person. Right. Yeah. I mean, with any dream, there's five million interpretations that it could be. But yeah, yeah I, totally. I could see that. Yeah, but I mean, I think even in real life, if you want to, if you have sex with, if you're a more dominant or submissive partner, these things apply to you in conscious life, you know? Totally, totally. And I think it's funny because I think we have talked about this, but for me, I'm a, I feel like I'm a switch, but like I'm not super dominant in like a, I'm a dominatrix and I'm going to fucking right. beat you. Beat your ass. Um, <laughs> it could be kind of interesting. Yes. I mean, um, anyways, I mean, I've done like spanking and stuff, but I mean, you know. Right. You know. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm the same guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Like I can go both ways, but I'm not an extreme of either. Yeah. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. But I really love being worshipped. So I feel like that is a dom role for sure. Yeah, I guess so. If you're like telling them what to do. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, just I think the feeling of it, I felt like I was being worshipped when I was sub too. Yeah, well, that's what I was just going to say is I think yeah. being like that, that Erica like Lust, being the Erica Lust um, video with the the guy who had the girl tied up on the bed and was mm-hmm. like whipping her and stuff. I, I wouldn't call her like I think she was being worshipped too and she was yeah. a sub like yeah. Yeah, because I think actually like a dom within a BDSM relationship gives you so much attention and he or she plays with you and they have full control, but that means they have to be focused constantly. Yeah, all attention is on you. Yeah. Yeah. It's all for you, you know, and whatever funny way that is, but that's the truth. (laughs) Right. It's all about you being serviced or being punished or whatever, but it's still everything they do is for you. So. (laughs) (laughs) that's how i like it people (laughs) everything they do is for me well i think the other way around is fun too but i definitely enjoy when there's like when i'm being played with it's like a fun thing when you don't know what's gonna come next and like somebody has like a whole thing set up for you (laughs) but it requires like a personality totally totally yeah next one sex with a stranger and often that stranger is faceless Okay. Um, that sounds it just, scary. It just kind of takes you. <laughs> right. <laughs> sounds scary. Um, and actually, that's that sounded really interesting because the stranger symbolizes at, aspects of yourself you're not living um, or needs hmm. that aren't being met or something new you're ready for. And that okay. can be sexually speaking, right? Like maybe you're you're just not um, getting your needs met within your relationship or something. But it could also just mean in general in your life, right? I could see that, that you're you're ready to like experience something new, um, totally something strange, something foreign, strange, um, strange. <laughs> <laughs> Puppy play, here I come. Oh my God. Well, I mean, if everything turns around and I get super drunk because of crazy shit and I meet him randomly, maybe I'll just make him my dog just to <laughs> fucking put a stamp on that story. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, actually, though, this time around, I could use like real resentment. <laughs> Yo. I'm joking. But. <laughs> Am I? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. No. No. I would never. He would love that, though. So that's oh, the I'm fucked up sure. thing about Sure. Yeah, exactly. He would be happy if you were like, oh, you'd be with so him. happy. If he would listen to this episode, he's like, fuck, how am I going to get her real angry? Oh my God. <laughs> up. Unfortunately, I don't get really turned on when I'm angry, but um, it could work for other people for sure. <laughs> Um, okay, and last but not least, there's um, your partner cheating on you and you cheating on your partner. 
So when you dream that your partner is cheating on mm -hmm. you, um, in many ways, it means or suggests that you're portraying yourself in some way you're living life. Huh. Like in your, maybe in your confidence or how you let other people treat you or, uh, you know. Okay. Or maybe even in like your work, the way you feel like you're embracing your talents or right. um, so that you kind of like portraying yourself. So it's like an externalized idea of that in the dream of like, okay. it's not necessarily cheating. It's just reflective of other aspects of your life uh, of betrayal. Yes. Yeah. Of self betrayal or like maybe different betrayal, uh -huh. um, emotional betrayal. But it can also be that within your family dynamic, like if your parents cheated or somebody cheated, you know, uh -huh. on, on your mom or your dad, like one of those partners cheated, um, that you're kind of repeating a family dynamic. So you're already expecting it. So you kind of like right. redreaming it because you're expecting that this is part of a relationship. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was ingrained right. into your idea of what a relationship exactly. is. Yeah. It was something about like being insecure within the relationship that you're in. I was like, okay, but you can't really talk to your partner and be like, hey, you cheated on me last right. night. No, that's, <laughs> that's like, so odd. <laughs> yeah. That's a little strange. So, yeah, can you imagine? I mean, there are, like, a lot of movie scenes or, like, jokes about that where, like, a woman gets angry or something because she's, like... something her boyfriend did in a dream. Yeah, in a dream. Yeah, seriously. It's ridiculous. So, like, I mean, it could be the other way around, too, guys. Like, the other way around, too. Exactly. This is not... You know. But um, I thought it was interesting. And then the other way around, if you are cheating, it suggests that there is something you're not... Um, fulfilled about in your relationship which is okay pretty interesting logical yeah but it doesn't even just have to be about the bedroom right it could also be just emotionally speaking oh totally yeah and somehow she was saying that it's often things that you have a difficulty communicating in your relationship so within your dream you're kind of fleeing you're running away uh interesting yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Kind of, and or if there's if you're at a place in your relationship that requires commitment or letting somebody in or seeing you and becoming vulnerable. Yeah, being scared of that. Yeah, the people right. are having dreams, sex dreams, you know, cheating dreams because they want to divert. Right. Or they're Makes afraid. Sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Could also be a family dynamic too, though, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it also apparently it also kind of matters who you're dreaming about in that cheating dream, right? With all well, the yeah. things that we said earlier. Yeah. Basically. Right, because maybe you have a crush like me on somebody, and then you have sex dreams about them, and you're like, yeah. actually, it is a real sign. It's not just, it's just very objectively, I want to fuck this person, and fuck. Just sometimes they're just straightforward. <laughs> sometimes they're just exactly surface level. You're like, yeah, okay, I get it. Okay, I like this man. It's okay. But if um, you, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious what kind of dreams our listeners have had, so you should write in and give us a yeah. short synops synopsis of some dreams you've had you know i'm gonna do like um a, a q a on my account about it okay yeah yeah. i love that so you guys if you don't follow me on instagram at tales of lara and yeah i'm gonna do a q a i'll probably do it today <laughs> <laughs> smart so Perfect. you guys can um answer um with your sex dreams yes <laughs> And now we're going to go to worship. <laughs> this was like the, a, the worship. Right. The worship. <laughs> the worship. Worship. Um, worship is erotic art. And today we're going to talk about a book that is about to come out called A Woman's Right to Pleasure. Yes. Pleasure. I said it funny too. It's a coffee table <laughs> book um, published by Black Book Publishing and the sex toy company Lilo. Mm -hmm. um, and actually really funny. I lived across the street from Black Book um, in Dumbo, New York for a while. Oh, no um, And they're a fantastic bookshop. And I was like, oh, this is so cool that they're doing it. Um, and it's coming out on August 20th. And the first reviews just came in this week. So we're going to look at um, a little bit of how it all came about and then some of the art pieces and artists um, from the book. Awesome. 
And I thought in general, I mean, it's pretty tricky to like write a book, I think, about a women's right to pleasure and to like include everything because for some people, gender itself is a construct Mm -hmm. or on top of that pleasure and art, you know, it's kind of subjective to a certain degree. Right, exactly. But and also I thought was kind of interested, uh, interesting to me is also different, um, different cultures, right? Because if you think about you know, America and how we are liberated, sexually speaking, even if it's still not where it should be. Mm -hmm. It's very different than, let's say, the Middle East. Right, completely. The idea for the book actually came from a conversation between staff members of Black Book at the gallery they have in Dumbo and Mm -hmm. Dr. Amir Marashi, who is an OBGYN. And this is so cool. This guy was raised in Iran and he... He had a practice in the Middle East before he moved to the U.S. And he helped victims of female genital mutilation, FGM, and performed a thing called hymenoplasty surgery, which is a procedure that restores the hymen. Right. And at first I was like, oh, kind of gross. Like, why would you do that? And then <laughs> I found out that the procedure, because I was like, why would you reconstruct a hymen? That sounds like some vanity surgery well which it is not at all yeah no not at all not at all it's actually so muslim women can appear as virgins in the at their wedding night um avoiding the potential torture and death that could result from the discovery you know right exactly sex exactly which either that or you know the crazy thing is about the hymen i think we talked about this on this podcast before some women are born with a really open one or it doesn't right. rip at all or it yeah, rips so it before you have sex. You. Yeah, exactly. So it's really crazy to think that if you don't bleed, you might still be a virgin though. Right, exactly. Like there's a lot of repercussions if you don't bleed on your wedding night, which is crazy. Yeah, it's insane. So kind of the idea of the book is to carve out a dedicated space to hand a microphone over where women from across the world and all creative fields can celebrate their right to pleasure in every aspect of their lives in all its forms. Amen. Amen, people. Amen. Because I think this is so interesting because it means so many different things to us, right? Female pleasure. I mean, like female emancipation like we talked about this last week i mean can mean everything it can mean tons of sex it can mean no sex it can mean you know right to do what you please (laughs) yeah without shame without being punished for it without being murdered for it right um yeah in this kind of sense but the contributions range from like paintings of pregnant women to this photographer like she placed a camera inside her vagina and took photos of herself um to a coloring book by a fetish illustrator accompanying the art is also editorials and different essays awesome um anything from like feminist porn to genital mutilation obviously consumerism and millennials and you know how we're not having so much sex or whatever i mean are we are we part of this i'm not sure but you know our generation at least right and i love that there's um, so many different mediums of art uh, shown throughout the book. I mean, there's painting and photography. Like there's stuff from Georgia O'Keeffe. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, the, the cross section. Yeah, the cross section of work in this book looks awesome. Yeah, and even you know, I think it's incredible because it like spans over. I would say like maybe even a hundred years of artworks. Um, and also, for example, Stoya, who was on Pillow Talk on the Quarantine Show of Pussy Church, she also wrote a piece for it. Um, Amazing. So there's just really different points of views combined in the book in order to give shape to such a mm-hmm. large topic. Right, exactly. Right? So what we're going to do now is we're going to look at some of the artwork, actually. We're going to start with a couple pieces from the artist Petty Tompkins. And um, there's a couple pieces in the book. One is called Pussy 5. <laughs> and the other one... The other one's called cunt painting number 29 oh yes amazing <laughs> she in the 70s already was creating very sexual art that was constantly um censored you know it was, she was doing like photorealistic work that was depicting genitals masturbation penetration and she was actually inspired by her husband's porn collection <laughs> Uh-huh. That's amazing. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> you um, can find inspiration anywhere. Yeah, she was saying one day I'm looking at them and I'm like, you know, if you take out all this crap, you've got a really beautiful arrangement of something. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought it was kind of fascinating, but I mean, her art is pretty cool, actually. No, it's How very cool because it 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 looks like a photo, but it, and a lot of it's is they look like kind of out of focus photos, so you you can tell yeah. what it, what it is, but um, it's at least the two pieces that I see in this book, it's just like close ups of pussy lips, basically. <laughs> pussy lips. <laughs> is that the title of the episode? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pussy lips, amazing. I do feel Sorry, like we have too many. Out. I love it. I love it. It's, it's absolutely true. Um, but I, I think it's fascinating because you know when we talk about erotic artists and like often when I look at things, I feel like I'm so in awe with these women creating erotic art like 50, 60, 70, 100 years ago or something. Right. Totally. Where it was so taboo so taboo when it really meant that your life would take a different path because of it totally yeah if you attached your name to the work then yeah people will judge you and yeah there's a lot of risk that's being taken yeah and actually that fits perfectly to the next artist i want to talk about and that's the slide number four i'm actually going to post um the link so you guys can either look along or look at it later but um it is actually Carrie Mae Weems, and she's an African-American artist, and she's incredible. She's a photographer, mm -hmm. and she did a lot of self-portraits. And um, one of her most famous series was done in, like, 89-90 called Kitchen Table, and she photographed herself, like, within her apartment and on her kitchen table in, like, semi-nudes. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of making a statement about her own pleasure and one of the one of like the most famous ones is in the book and it's called portrait of a woman fallen from grace yeah it's great and it's amazing she's like sitting on this bed smoking a cigarette in this flowy white dress but spread eagle but you can't it's the dress is covering her but she just looks like a badass like yeah yeah she kind of like looks at you right and she's just like well this is me right yeah, what's she like, gonna do about it Totally. And there's like something, it's not even seductive, but there's something about like maybe there was something going on with her and you, you know? Right. Totally. It's so suggestive. Yeah. Like she's a, looking straight into the camera. Yeah. yeah. The next one is one of the kitchen series called Untitled. And she's like in the kitchen and you can only see her head, but she looks like she's masturbating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. She's like leaning back in pleasure backwards over the table it's great which this is even like more provocative right like if you think about it like as a african-american female in 1990 to like right. shoot nudes of yourself about your sexuality exactly right i mean just wow how badass do you actually have to be because this is like <laughs> beyond what most people would like could take exactly Mm -hmm. And I think it's just so fascinating. I'm going to probably post something um, today, too, from that series. Yeah, and like, you should. And you can you can pre-order the book now on, it looks like, on Amazon. I think yeah. it's 75 bucks. But I'm, I'm definitely going to get a copy and throw it right on my coffee table. <laughs> I know. For everyone to look at. Totally. I want that. I want it so bad. Yeah. And I think as, like, a closing word, um, Marashi wrote, like, a little quote in the, in the afterword. Um, and he hopes that the book will emphasize, quote, every woman has the right to know her body, to love it and never feel ashamed, no matter what, whether uh, whether she has been mutilated, ridiculed or just let down by people who didn't believe she deserved pleasure or power. And I think that is exactly <laughs> what we need. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> And now, and now we're going to go to confessions. Confessions. Confessions and confessions is stories and questions from you guys and answers from us. And today, we're going to start right away with our girl. And she asks, sometimes I cry after sex for no reason. Is this normal? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Little baby. Um... Oh, I mean, I, I've I've cried after slash during sex when it was like, like I knew this was the last time we were gonna like it, it was like we were breaking mm -hmm. up and we had sex one more time and it was like fucking awful. But I 
I, uh, no, I, I haven't. I mean, I personally haven't, but I, I, sex, it's a, it's a very emotional thing. You're, you're, you're letting a lot out. It's, it's intense. So I understand why you might just yeah. spontaneously cry afterwards. It's a release of energy. I've cried after an orgasm, like a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like super, that was just because it was so intense. The orgasm right. was so intense. And I, I thought it was beautiful. So I think just be okay with that. If that if that happens to you, you know, like you said, I think that's just maybe a normal reaction that you have to that release. And to right, that release moment. of energy. I think it's a beautiful thing. Like uh, emotion is energy in motion. So if if you're just Ooh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Look but at us. Yeah, it, it's totally it's totally understandable that that you might have that release of emotion after an intense yeah. act like that. I wouldn't be self conscious about it. Yeah, totally. I think there's something, I mean, I don't know hmm, if she says for no reason, that's kind of like funny. So she put like no reason on it, right? As like a title. She's like, there is no reason for this crying. But I mean, I felt like that a little bit when I was crying the first time I cried after an orgasm. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, it'd be kind of weird if he sees it because the first time he didn't see it. Um, And I told him afterwards. Uh, but he... I think a guy would be stoked if they if you said I like know. I had such a great orgasm it made me cry totally. But you need to explain it right because it could totally. also look like you're crying because there was something that went wrong went wrong exactly. So yeah, so you, you want to be clear that like <laughs> you want to communicate to your, your partner that this something. is something you're doing. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. Or that you feel felt like violated or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. Make that clear. <laughs> Make that clear. No, but if you, I mean, if you have a partner, he probably already knows or she already knows. But um, if you don't have a partner, just let um, your partners know that that's something that can happen. Maybe just yeah. in, in case you're you're self conscious about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Make you know? it clear that it's not something they did wrong. <laughs> No, maybe it's like yawning. You know, sometimes when you yawn and like a tear rolls down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's making more shit up at this point. <laughs> um, actually, there was one conversation I had with a girl, and I kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But she she had a UTI. Yeah. Um, and I talked with her because she asked me. She was a little. She was like, "What should I do about the UTI?" You know what I mean. Um, and I gave her some tips on how to treat it potentially with herbs. And if it doesn't work, go to the doctor, right? Yeah. Um, and her – so really the, the best thing that I found that she was she, – she was just asking me what to use. So the best thing I found was something called D-Manos. Okay. Um, and D-Manos is this powder that you can buy at Whole Foods or like organic stores or even on Amazon um, that really works like a natural antibiotic. And it kind okay, of like interesting. Clen- cleanses out your urethra. Um, so that is really the best thing I would um, suggest. You can obviously do cranberry stuff and whatever. Yeah. But if you do cranberry juice, you got to do the one that has no sugar in it. So it's super bitter just to be aware. Yeah, I take little cranberry pills or little capsules with... Oh, do you? Yeah, concentrated cranberry in it. And sometimes I just take that on a regular basis just to keep yeah yeah did you have did you, did you have issues with utis before uh i've had one in the past i think okay, okay. It's, it's it's a common it's a very common thing so it's totally i had a i had a time in my life where i had quite a few really and it was very frustrating because after a couple days you can treat it for a couple days maybe naturally and then if it doesn't go away you got to go to the doctor and get an antibiotic antibiotic. yeah and it's it's a pretty frustrating uh, frustrating process so um i told her what to get you know and then she had to go to the doctor anyways so she got she got antibiotics but then on the antibiotics she was like so when can i have sex again (laughs) oh shit (laughs) so i was like well listen i mean you got to take the antibiotics until the end of the antibiotics Right, exactly. So you got to wait until the end of the antibiotics. You got to be symptom free for several days, you know, before yeah. you have sex again because it can get worse and you can get it back and it's really shitty. You don't want to mm-hmm. take antibiotics again. And, and a guy can get urinary, urinary tract infection as well, so he can. Yeah, it's a lot harder for dudes, but yes, he can too. And then she asked me again a few days later. She's like, "So, I'm on my last day of my antibiotics. <laughs> or on like the fourth day or some shit. Wow, someone's hungry. 
Oh, yeah, totally. And she's like, can I have sex? And I'm like, first of all, I'm not a doctor. You know what I mean? But yeah. we were talking about it. I was like, well, listen, um, you can do other things with your partner, right? Right. True. You can do other things with your partner. You can. Um, I mean, it's the same so, as like being on your period if you don't want to have sex during your period. Exactly. So I, when we started chatting about nipple orgasms. Tight. Yeah. And maybe <laughs> I'll put this in the. Um, um in the show notes too so people can check it out because there's like a whole set of things you can do in order to try to achieve a nipple orgasm okay which i've never had before and i'm kind of like stoked that it actually exists i remember when i found out that it exists and i was like oh my god that is not even real this is I possible i feel like i've been close once really oh yeah i have pretty oh. sensitive nipples that's amazing <laughs> yeah i know it I was like it amazing. got to a point where like oh my gosh i'm like this is driving me crazy and then he touched me for one second on my clit and then just yeah instant <gasps> oh my god <laughs> this is amazing wait this only happened once but you, you i get, know it, but that means yeah. you could get there it's probably more about the stimulation you just need somebody to stimulate your nipple that long totally exactly I mean, you'd probably be able to do it today <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was a very maniacal laugh. <laughs> I love that. Please have a nipple orgasm for me today. I would yeah. love that. It's all like I could feel it too. I'm like such loony. I'm like, have one for me. <laughs> well. Oh, it's like when people say, like, have a drink for me. I'm like, no. Right. Have why? a nipple orgasm for me. I'm like, yeah. I have a drink for myself. All right. Um, okay. And then we got a couple similar questions, which I thought were, were funny. And we're just going to be very honest about them. And I'm going to read them for us <laughs> to have some, so have some accountability. Because it says, any role play updates? And another person wrote, any pegging updates? <laughs> <laughs> and I felt so bad because I have no updates. Yeah, I haven't. I have. I mean, I one thing that I have followed through on was the whole thing where the guy just lays, on, lays down on his back, and I play with him did that. for as long as he can possibly stand. You totally. I did. did that, I did yeah. that, but still, the fact that we, me and my ex, are even having sex now is odd and interesting. Sure, yes, I would love to peg him, but I feel like this. <laughs> like it might need like some clarification on the relationship first before yeah, exactly. you guys are gonna go and peg. Well, yeah. I did the massage role play, I guess, a little bit. Oh yeah. In the oh. Well, in the sauna when he like the oh, guy from last right. week. Yeah. Yeah, when he massaged me and then suddenly it became an erotic massage, but he wasn't pretending to be a masseuse, like so. Right. My massage therapist. So I don't. Right. He was like, hello, um, <laughs> this is my, <laughs> this is my oh, studio. <laughs> wow. Okay, I wouldn't suggest you try and be a masseuse anytime soon. <laughs> hello. <laughs> You're like, your role play turns everyone off. You just have a weird voice when you do it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so yeah, we both need to put in yeah. a little more work. Absolutely. Wait, um, which role play do you want to try out? It doesn't have to be right away, but uh, I mean, I, I I've told you I always like the idea of the massage situation, the massage thing. Yeah. Well, I gotta figure out something else now, so I can give us something fun, right? Well, we'll I don't know. Or, I... or have or have people suggest what role play you should try and <gasps> partake in. Yeah, but it's gonna be insane when people do that. People <laughs> oh, are gonna for sure, complete insanity. Because I think. I can't. If something is too silly, I'm gonna just laugh. I don't know if I can get actually turned like on. A Harry Potter character. Exactly. Oh my god, I love Harry Potter. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could be a Hermi Hermione and Harry oh, situation. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that even for me is going too far. Ugh. Crushing all my childhood dreams. I even had a hard time when we were talking about fan fiction. It was all about like. Serious Snape fucking Teletubbies or whatever. I'm imagining Harry spanking you with a broom. Ooh, <laughs> look at that. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick. Like, I'm literally like, can we do something simple that I can take? Like, no, actually, I'm pool kidding. boy I would love, but I don't have oh, yeah, a pool right now. Could, but that 
I'll try. You could be cleaning your bathtub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, you mean like cleaning service situation? I don't even know how this becomes sexy. No, I mean pretending that it's a po- whatever. I'm just I'm going off. <laughs> this is so far fetched. But maybe you can go to like a lake and have him be like a lifeguard or something. Oh, yeah. You can pretend you're drowning and he drags you out of the water and puts you on a towel and has can his way imagine? with you. Somebody sees you like fake drowning. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, well, you obviously, god. if you're gonna be having sex outside, you're gonna have to be a little private. A little, <laughs> yeah. ideally, at least a little. <laughs> Maybe just make sure no kids are present. Oh please, yeah, yeah. This is, there's there's one one good thing about <laughs> one important thing about this. Yeah, no children allowed. The other thing is fine, possibly. Don't get caught. That's yeah, my tip. Exactly. My final tip. <laughs> Or do horrible, um, or do yeah maybe maybe your your um, role play is more like you get arrested. Remember there was like a police officer one. Oh jeez, the Uber driver. I'll do that one. That'd oh be yeah, funny to me. Yeah, there you go. All right. Anyways, I hope I have an update next week. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna pick somebody next week, but it might. You know. <laughs> Can you I mean, imagine I, the first time you have sex with randomly? someone and you just pull out a, yeah. Hey, I got Who a knows? strap on. I know. Randomly at home. Yeah. But I mean, you could actually do that. I mean, I, I'm i not equipped at the moment. I I could. We'll see. Well, the only thing I've done is the double, double anal dildo with a guy. But it doesn't really count, But I think, <laughs> as a strap on. Does that count as a strap on? Oh, I, mean, right, I did yeah. use a dildo in his ass, I guess. That's pretty awesome. Well, on that note, (laughs) (laughs) we love you guys. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Pussy Church. Yeah. Thank you so much. And if you enjoy listening to us and please leave us a review, that would be amazing. Yes. And uh, we hope you have a very pleasure filled week, whether that's someone giving you pleasure or you pleasing yourself. Amen, sister. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Pussy Church Podcast. And make sure to check out my quarantine show, Pillow Talk, where I chat with my favorite erotic creators and play truth or dare with them. If you like today's show, please, please, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be amazing too. See you next Sunday.